you could just intro that. the show. No, I don't want to intro that. You, you want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I pod too much. I also listen to too many pods. <laughs> I could be a cold-hearted fucking prick like you, but I don't like to hurt people's feelings. You think what you want about me, Connie. I'm not changing. I like me. My dead wife likes me. <laughs> My customer. Wait, spoiler alert. <laughs> ah! Uh, All right. So, like, that... <laughs> That uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, intro well, the show well. because I that scene specifically, like I, uh, I think we started discussing it, and I don't want to discuss it until we. You want to hurt me? <laughs> go ahead if it makes you feel any better. Hello and welcome to Hollywood Hodgepodge with Mike and Connie. I'm Mike and I'm Connie. Fuck yeah, dude! What do we watch? Any idea what we want? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we again abandoned. It, everything we set up to be the basis of this show, and we've gone with another one-off because it's Thanksgiving time. Fuck you, I said so. Yeah, it's a fuck you, I said, sh- Bro, uh, I, I, said I, so. I, I needed it for my mental health. Uh, this I feel is like just, everyone can understand that. I mean, this is just a... Uh, I think this is a, a Thanksgiving movie for many, many people, and uh, it's it's now, when this comes out, it'll be... Two days before Thanksgiving, so Will it? we're yeah we're in the mood for oh hell yeah for Thanksgiving. I mean, we meant to do that. Yes, I yes. mean, I definitely meant. It to would, do I that. mean, it would be hilarious if this was like a Thanksgiving special <laughs> and it's like July. It's August. <laughs> it's August thirty first. That's it. No, this this is like I don't know it. It's a very uh, comforting movie to watch. I I forget how uh, funny it is. In between rewatches, where like I, every I scene, dude, makes me laugh out loud. There were there were scenes that I I almost cried from laughing. They're so ridiculous. Well, and it's, it's like you said. How many? I've had to have seen this movie so many times. It's just, I know, I know. I've seen. I've probably seen this movie incomplete. Not incomplete, but like the whole movie, yeah, like beginning to, to end. I've probably seen it two or three times, but I've seen bits so, and pieces yes, of and it. So many, many references, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, uh, I like I said, I, I completely forgot how. Like the movie just just starts, and I'm laughing, and no one's saying anything. I'm laughing in the opening scene, yeah, with him. Looking at the advertising, it is so over the top. So, and I, I, it's, it's, I, I had forgotten on this watch that this was a John Hughes joint, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and like, um, so many of my notes are just like, this house looks like the Home Alone house. Yes, this is everybody from Ferris Bueller. There and are a lot of John at Hughes the very regulars. End it goes, but there's fucking John Hughes Directed joint, by, and I was yeah, like, oh. Yeah. Everything makes sense, specifically yes. this this first scene. And I was talking to you upstairs about it. He does the we get a John Hughes is so fucking pro at like establishing shot. Right. And he hits us with the it's like the second shot in the film where he's like looks at his watch. Yes, because he's got a plane to catch. Neil is in a rush. Yep. Neil's gotta be to he's in New York for a meeting, right? Yep. Um and this guy is taking way too long 
to make a decision here. He's got to uh, he's got to catch a, a six p.m. flight to bro, Chicago. He's got to go to O'Hare. Neil lives in Chicago. Yes. His wife's in Chicago. Yep. He's trying to get from old New York City to Chicago. Is it two days before Thanksgiving? Is that how the movie? I believe it's two days before Thanksgiving is what the they like slap the, little, the yeah, title yeah. card with. Yeah. Um, and the whole meeting scene, like you said, man, is so funny. And no one's even said anything yet. It's just some fucking executive looking at cosmetics. He he never even delivers a line of dialogue. He didn't say nothing. And, and he, does little, thing, hmm. he keeps going like, and then it just like he doesn't say. And the entire room like leans closer. <laughs> I almost said to the mic, but like leans in closer to be yes. like, what's what's he about to say? Has he made yeah. a decision? And you know he he peeps that watch, and it's so gratifying when the payoffs come. He does this a couple times. Yeah, because he's got $17 and a nice watch. I I love it. Anyway, he's got his nice watch and he looks at it and then shoots across the table to his buddy, who he's obviously on the trip with. And um To be fair, I think that watch is hideous. It's horrible. And I hate those watches where there's horrible where there's no numbers on the face. No, like it's a fashion you. thing. It's oh, not even like God. practical. Well, I'm sure he's like taught himself how to read it, but like, Yeah, but you, it's not man. even it's not even practical. Like it's, no, it's stupid. Yeah, it's incredibly stupid. No, get a cell phone. But it does. It, but it. But it does get him. <laughs> but it does get him a motel room at some shitty motel. I mean, it really does. And remember, they don't have to pay the credit card. I mean, so there's like fuck that place up. It don't they, matter. There's yeah. like two, two things right at the beginning there that that come back around. It's the watch, and then also him trying to get on the elevator and being like, "Shit, I left my gloves in his office." Oh, I'm just gonna get into a taxi, get on the airplane, get in a car, and go home. Like you'll never make the six p.m. Yeah, like I don't need my gloves. Can you just grab them for me? Yeah. And then that comes around multiple times yeah. the rest of the movie, where you see Steve Martin just with, with like his hands under his armpits, or like just trying. Often to, needs gloves. Yes, yeah, like many many times, times needs gloves. <laughs> yes. yes, there's so many awesome payoffs and setups, and it's what makes uh fucking John Candy's mittens so comical. It's because they're so huge and so warm and he has no gloves the entire movie. It's, it is so. There are so many awesome visual jokes. The, his buddy is the dad from Ferris Bueller. Yes. Um, lots of Ferris Bueller people show up. Who was that guy from the 90s? I guess he was a comedian. He had that show where he talks about how he's a big smart guy. He's a very distinctive voice. Bueller. Oh yeah, Ferris yeah. He's it's, like a libertarian. It, but it was the. Uh, I keep are wanting to say Bill Nye, and it's not Bill Nye. Uh, it's uh, Ben Stein. Fuck him. It was the. Um, that was the show where it was like, "Are you smarter than what was the name of that show? Are was you it smarter are, than Ben, ben Stein? Stein? Was that what yeah, it was? Smarter than watch, an eighth grader. He used to watch that all the time. You watch this show? Oh yeah, the Ben Stein show. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, this was one of those. Ones I love trivia. Up, no, it would come up on Comedy Central, and I'd be like, <laughs> "And no, no, I watched it all the time." No shit. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I hate. That it guy. also reminded me a lot of, uh, like, I didn't realize that he took a lot from like, um, like old. Um, I don't know if they're fifties, but that era. Those those eras like quiz shows, like TV quiz shows. Yeah. I didn't realize he took a lot from that for the Ben Stein show. So like the look of the show, like, with like the booths that they're in yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like if you like it, then I see like in my thirties, I watched the movie Quiz Show. Yeah, which is about quiz shows from that back time in the period. day. Yeah, 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 and they have those little booths with it. It's 
None of that matters. You knew branding, man. But I watched, I used to watch that show all the time, but I've always been obsessed with trivia shows. Like watching, oh, I love trivia. Like watching Jeopardy. Fuck yeah. Constantly. If you've worked at a restaurant, Jeopardy. you've sat in, every time Jeopardy comes on, we're all like, hold on. Because it's like, um, it's typically like right after the dinner rush and before like the we're about to leave rush. Right. So you get like strong opinions during Jeopardy. And there's always someone that's really good at it. And then the one person that's really good at it is always bad at all the sports questions, you know? And then there's this one sports guy that's like, Mickey Mantle. <laughs> Do you know he played baseball? I did not know that. You know who didn't play baseball? John Hughes. John Hughes. He might have. <laughs> He might have. He, he sure loves Chicago, he like doesn't a, he? Did he, he mention like Chicago soft, to you? He looked like a soft body nerd. I don't think he played. I imagine he was a little bitch. <laughs> right? I mean, as a soft soft bodied nerd. It could write a great movie. I I'm I'm really impressed that like it's I'm embarrassed and also impressed that I made it to the end of the movie. And was like, oh, yeah, of course it's John. It's so John. This is like I watched a Wes Anderson film and was like, oh, he directed that? Like, come on. <laughs> All right. It's right. like got that, um, the delightful sense of humor. But then finally, um, when Neil loses his temper on on our hero. Yes. Who showed up in all of our dreams. So this is our second movie that had um, Edie McClurg. Is it Edie McClurg? Is her name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Edie McClurg shows up again. Hero of the pod. Her, Zelda Rubenstein, and the It Girl, whose name Clarabelle. is Clarabelle. I like how I'm doing the hard style on our radio, on our audio show. I'm doing it at you. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. like the audience can see. Um, but yes, she shows up again. When he loses his temper, I there are a couple times in this film. This is the first time. Where in this film, I was able to relate more with Neil. I always was like, Neil sucks. He's a prick. But, like, I am an excitable gentleman. I understand where he's, he's having such from. an annoying fucking day. He yes. trips over Dell's goddamn fucking, the thing that holds his wife's remains in it. That fucking... That what is that thing called, Connor? Come on, a trunk. Trunk. God damn it! So he's carrying around that trunk. He trips over it, and in there are three times in this film where Neil's head is almost squished like a fucking. Remember that scene in fucking in Sopranos, where my man gets his head run over at the gas station. Anyway, it pops like a fucking. He almost gets his head. Is that run at over. the end of the series? Oh, yeah, spoilers, dude. Yeah, I, it's a good thing I didn't say the guy's name. Because that'd be a real... Uh, then I then I think I do remember that. I watched The Sopranos once and I hated it. <laughs> you hated it? Any more fucking Hollywood hot takes with you? I guess they're called hodgepod hot takes, right? Because I thought about this after you said that... that um, <laughs> the Godfather the, sucks. The Godfather sucks, which you don't believe. No, but I, I do someone believe... Someone burn your house. Down, I man. do believe... I do believe uh, that I hated The Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah, like yes. just... Uh, That's all right, man. It's... Uh, it, when I when we were watching it, I was like, "This looks so bad. It looks like shit. It's, it's a TV show. I know. And it really reminds you quite a bit. It is a TV show. <laughs> it absolutely is. Hotspot no. hot take. What's up? <laughs> and it's one of those things that like I'm from New Jersey, but I hate The Sopranos and Bruce Springsteen. That's all right, man. I don't really like apple pie. <laughs> So not American. Fan. I know. Hot dogs know. and apple pie. Hey, look, I love Jesus and violence. <laughs> so 
I'm in. You got that going. Legalize for you. it, bud. Let's do it. <laughs> Cock my Well, M16. see, I know what you're saying, like, uh, but I can, I can, uh, I can empathize with the day that that Neil is having, but the way John Candy plays that scene where he's like. He's also mad, but then as he's saying all this heinous shit to him, you see him becoming like upset. It's hurting his at, feelings. Yes. Oh, he we we gotta say, both characters, both actors, really, really give it a hundred. It's uh, I can't imagine this movie who, with who the fuck two else other would people. Be these people. Yeah. Like, it would be impossible. John can't... You are so right with that scene. Like, this was the first time I watched him give that tongue lashing. I was telling you outside, man. That motherfucker deserved everything he said. Was it over the top? Absolutely. Did it teach him a lesson? Maybe it did, but he went fucking way over the top. And yes. every time I've ever watched that, me and my little fat tits were like, how could he talk to Dell, my hero, like this? And then first, now I'm what? Dell is an annoying prick. He's yeah. dirty. Do you remember he gets out of the he gets out of the shower after Dell's used the shower? My man's used all the towels and they're all filthy and all over the, that wet, disgusting floor. This is also the the incredible way Steve Martin plays something so ridiculous, so straight when he starts drying himself with the washcloth he's and he's like doing like the little back scrub he's thing with such the, a pro. <laughs> He, but he played play- being in the shower and the water going out. Fantastic. Like, all of it. He just played that so straight, and he's standing there drying himself with a washcloth. Angry. Upset. <laughs> it's and the great. floor, I really wanted to bring this up. I don't know why. There is a shot of him stepping out onto that... Oh, yeah, the towels. Onto that, that hotel bathroom floor yeah. with all the dirty brown towels. And there's and a like, newspaper on the ground for uh, some reason. My my entire white trash life flashed before my eyes. Like everything, I could feel my foot stepping onto that because it's a perfectly blocked and beautiful shot. Yes. He knows what he's doing. Um, it's like um, there's a scene I wrote in my notes. Um, he goes to use the payphone and he is repulsed by the payphone and is yeah, holding it so far away. Yes, with, like, and he's like holding it by like, with, like the, yeah, chopsticks, just, but his fingers. Yes. yes just like, <laughs> I wrote like his disgust of the payphone is correct. <laughs> like at the correct level. Yes. Because like when I was a little boy, we'd walk over to 7-Eleven and I'd call my mom because my dad didn't have a fucking phone. So we'd have to go over and I'd call my mom and be like, hey, ma'am. Right. Yeah. So we'd walk over to 7-Eleven. I was just fucking holding that son bitch right to my face. Fucking Licking being it. like, love you, mommy. <laughs> kissing the fucking the payphone. Phone at 7 Eleven that some guy definitely pissed all over. You know, I'm calling her from Manhattan, you know, being like, We're in Manhattan having a fun time. I'm touching everything, I assure you. And then you touched your eyes, yeah, just you. my eyes, my have face, you. everything. Everything. <laughs> he, um, I see this this time watching this, I was, uh, like, I, I'm looking forward to and I'm like, I can't wait to see the next horrible thing that happens to Neil. I just like (laughs) he deserves it. He doesn't. He probably does. I mean, look, he lives in the the yuppie ass suburbs of Chicago in his huge house. And he's like in advertising. Yes. But it's the nineties, so everything's fucking easy. Or it's the eighties, so everything's great. Yeah. Oh, what is this? 87. 87. 87. It's close to nineties, but not nineties, yes. Um, but yeah, like what I was gonna say, this is one of the first times where I was like, Yeah, let him have it, Neil. He's an annoying fuck. 
He is. I mean, one of the most heinous things he does before any any of the hotel stuff is he takes his shoes and socks off on the plane. Who the fuck are you? I saw him do that, and I was like, no. Also, he's going about it all wrong. He's a sweet guy. So I would have to be like, come on, man. Yeah. Is this the good Christian thing to do here? You're stinking up the place. Come on. You got to appeal to his humanity. Do people take their shoes off on the plane? Uh, bad people, yes. Yeah. Shitty people do, yeah, yes, like all the awful time. Yeah, like being. really bad people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like either putting um, or like putting your feet up on the person in front or like tilting all the way back or, or something f- like that. Your yeah. foot on like the edge of the arm. Yeah, you're rest. a piece of shit. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. It's not putting the... It's not putting the card away. It's driving in the far left lane when you're not passing. It's uh, voting for Donald Trump. It's all these ways that you can tell a human being is a complete piece of dog shit without even, like, having to have a discussion with them. Um, Yeah, so he's an annoying piece of shit, right? And he lets him have it. And then I love the We all love the monologue. I like his monologue at him. Yes, yes. Like, Well, then you immediately feel for Dell again. Yeah, well, you're right, man. John Candy goes from I'm upset to I'm upset. Yes. And I'm right there with him. Uh, I love I love the oh, little yeah. bit of comedy when he gets in the bed and then, like, he looks back. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I was telling you upstairs, man, the, I, it's, I think it's the scene where they're, you know where they're getting drunk? Yeah. In, like, that cheap-ass hotel room? Yeah, when got, they find. It's yeah. got, like, the velour because they're painting kind, of. What is who was it? It was um, Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison. <laughs> they're they're Weird. starting to become friends now. They're as, they, as they drink over. It's more like, than they're stuck in this together. They're now bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they they've trauma bonded. <laughs> yeah, but also, Dell is an annoying piece of shit. How could you not love him? Yes. Yeah. There's... Well, that everything that comes up before that monologue where he tears him apart, like the whole, like. The the length of time John Candy's delivery is so good. That length of time of him like and then he does it for so long and then just makes one more noise and goes, sorry. It's like He's so good. The choice for it to go on that long and then him finally say like sorry. sorry. And then he does it again. He keeps going. And that's when he gets up out of the bed and he's like You know what, motherfucker? He's also Matter of fact. Also, yeah. I love the payoff of like, he gets in the bed what's, what psychopath turns the vibrating bed on but you don't see what happens, oh, but it's Steve Martin in bed and he's and he's like it's like, a, sorry, I didn't know they were gonna explode. He's like, you put them on a vibrating bed. Now I'm sleeping in in a beer soaked mattress. And he goes, do you want to switch? So the implications of that are that he's sleeping in the wet spot. He is. What the fuck? Well, he pays for everything at the beginning of this. Oh, he's almost everything. That's the the thing goes. Well, I pay for this. I don't want to break precedent. It's yes, so fucking funny. Yes, and, and where he opens. Well, this his- is this is one of the things that makes me want to talk about. Um, the kind of dark undertone of this entire movie. I think we'll discuss that in the second half, like right before we go. But like, it's like when I talked about like what's with the trunk and then you type it into Reddit and there's a man that has like a complete, fully fleshed out theory of how he's either accident prone or murdered his wife. Right? No. You know what I mean? And no. it's horrible. Yeah, he's got witnesses, the whole fucking thing. He's homeless. Yes, he's just a friendly It's homeless. all of his, his thing. life is completely it's, his, it's all of his belongings the, in his trunk. That's the implications. All of Dell is on this trip. Yes. All his little knickknacks, his he, special he pillow. He doesn't go home. He doesn't, he says, I don't have a home. Yeah. So, like, obviously his wife died and he lost his mind. 
Do you think he has a job still? Do you think he still sells those stupid things? I think so. They show him selling, and I like that the movie did this. They show him selling, and he's just, he's, he's... A gifted salesman. He could sell a fucking ketchup popsicle to a lady wearing white gloves. Almost got it out. Remember Tommy Boy? Did you watch me struggle? It's like I was having a stroke. Jesus Christ. I, I, I want to say to her. We just sat here in five minutes of silence. You didn't even realize. Really? Was yeah, I, just, I was stopped talking. And I went, <laughs> it was, it made that Windows noise. Yeah, fucking rebooted my brain, man. Who are you? Yes, it's it's very it's very funny. And then like <laughs> I like the bit when he's selling them and he, and he's got like the three younger girls and he's like they make you look older. I would say 18, 19 and then they just they all, all put their, out money their money. Out. <laughs> yes. They all it's, take the money. It's yeah. great. It's great. He's very good. He's very good. He's delightful. It, um he uh John Candy as a human being like there's this is this is one of those things where like in in the movie I get to a certain point where I'm just like John Candy was meant to do exactly to do what he's doing. I I wanted to say that both of the characters in this movie were capital B born to do it. I don't think um Steve Martin is my cup of tea, right? There are a lot of things I've seen him in that I thought he was absolutely hilarious. And there are other things that just were not something for me, right? Both of these men were born to do this. They would be being funny. It's like we talked about that one episode. There are people that are always on all the time. John Candy's a funny motherfucker. That scene, which I've seen before, where the car's all fucked up. It's completely burned to smithereens. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't care. We, we're, we're going all over the plot here. You've seen the fucking movie. And if you haven't, stopped the podcast. We've already spoiled it. Go. St- go on. doesn't matter. You can't spoil this film. It's so no. delightful. Yes, Listen, it is. And you know the end of Home Alone? The robbers don't get away with it. It's not spoiled. It's fucking... It's, it's the fucking journey, man. It's the journey. It's not how you get there. <laughs> Fucking full metal jacket, man. Cock that M16. <laughs> Fucking Jerry, man. He died for our sins. Anyway, John Candy was born to do it. There's there's a scene where the gentlemen, they get pulled over and they're in this completely destroyed guitar, uh, car. Excuse me, guitar. They're in this completely destroyed car. And um, what's his name from Spinal Tap? One of uh, the Mike, second city guys, uh, of course. Michael, uh, Michael McKean. Yeah, that's his name. So he's the cop. I cry. Like, it, it made me laugh so hard, tears came to my eyes. Oh, every his I've back and forth. Movie. Yeah, his back it's and forth so with him is so good. fucking funny. Yeah. He goes, do you know how fast you're going? He's like, uh, see, that's the problem. I was actually just talking to my friend about this. The speedometer's completely melted. It's so, that's ridiculous. I don't know. I, I don't want to do any of the bits because I cannot do them justice. But like I said, if you've not seen this movie, stop stop the pod. It's, it, he's, he's oh, before, absolutely incredible. If you stop incredible. the pod though, please make sure five stars, like and, like and subscribe. Um, but what were you saying? If they I, stop. You know. I, I love the, you have, um, oh God, I want to take a ride in, uh, in, uh, Doobie's taxi. Oh. That's the, that's the taxi they take from Wichita, the yes. airport, to get to the motel that Dell has the connections the at with Gus. Pussy wagon. That that fucking bong rip Billy. What was his name? Doobie. Doobie. Fuck yeah, dude. He's also one of those guys. Um, he's in Home Alone. 
Yes. He's yeah, like yeah. in the, you know, the cop shop in Home Alone. There's the one guy eating the donut. He's got a face. That's Doobie. He's got a he's face. He's got a face. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, so they're, they're going to, and everything, he has all these connections across the Midwest because he had sold them. Shower curtain rings. Shower curtain rings. A job that someone had that sustained, uh, you know, at least a marriage. <laughs> so like. Selling shower curtain rings. Gus, Gus is great, but when the, the next day after they've stayed at Gus's motel and they're sitting outside and they're like, well, Gus's son is going to take us. This entire thing with Gus's son, the physical comedy that that dude plays with the snorting <laughs> and the spitting and everything. But his snort is like. <laughs> And he makes this fucking face. And then when his wife gets out and they're like, no, we we got it. And he's like, she might be small and skinny, but she's strong. As a first kid came out sideways. And this just the, this lady doesn't have any lines, but just the way she like enters the scene. She? Where where but I la- like I'm alone watching this movie. If a movie makes me laugh out That's loud I'm when That's I'm what alone, I'm I watch this by myself like, and laugh she my like off. she steps in. To, she's now entered the scene, and he says her first kick came out sideways. Just goes, the way she he goes. Um, <laughs> she might be she might be short and skinny, but she's strong. Her first kid came out sideways. And then she walks up like like Spike from fucking from fucking Little Giants and does chin ups on his fucking arm. She literally goes like does a face insane. Yeah, she came out sideways. What a, that that guy shows up in? Listen, I think Doobie has the hoopty, but my man shows up in a beat up pickup truck hoopty. Yes, that is choice. And the best part is, is his wife is holding a baby yes. in the front seat, right? And- <laughs> And she looks like a lady holding a baby. So she looks like Sweet holding a baby. Yes. And then the juxtaposition of being like, get on out of that car. Don't sit there. Be lazy. And they're like, whoa, whoa. Like the lady can sit in the car. And he's like, she's strong. And she like goes, like fucking leans into the camera. This is just incredible. It's just a scene. All of it is so fucking funny. Yes, this is definitely one of those movies that could be that's you can tell improv people are involved because each thing could be a skit. It yeah. it is it, it it this is this is where I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and I have I have to have the conversation with myself of like it is this uh the funniest movie ever made? It's not like, ever made, but it should no, be no, considered. But it, no, no, that's what I'm yes. saying. I have to have that conversation. Like at, at, when this scene is playing out, I have to oh, have that conversation is, with myself. Like, where is, is this one where of the, on the list? Yeah, yeah, of the funniest films I've yeah. ever seen. The yes. uh, there was another thing that's like a throwaway thing um, that. It's it's the way John Candy plays certain things. They're at the train station after they've gotten the ride from Gus's son. He's taken them to the to the to the train station, not Wichita, because that's not where the passenger train is. Oh, remember, when and they he go, explains to them, unless you're a hog or a steer, yeah. you want them people train. That's in and he says some other town, but he refers to it as the people train. So he brings is, them there. Which folks, this is the one you want. If you were traveling by train, ask the gent for the people train. He is you're a people They're at, at the station. And it's not it's like right at the they show them on the on the station platform and this train comes in and John Candy waves at the train as I, it comes in. And it's like motherfucker. It's, 
It's such a stupid throwaway thing where where at that moment I'm like, yes, that guy he's playing would be like that type of guy. Just like a real nice Midwest. Like he's waving at the conductor. He's coming in. Well, he's got a tough job after all, Connie. He's got a tough job. No one waves to him, so he wants to be the guy that waves to him. There's another there's another scene too. I think it's I think it's after this. He thinks he finally gets away from him. Oh, on the because train. they can't get two seats together. Yeah, he's on the train there, and then the train breaks down. So fucking awesome! And they tell them they have to basically walk through that shitty field about I, a mile and a half. You and know, the, and you know, I noticed after there's like a shot like right at the end of that sequence where they show like an out like an a higher up view of the situation here. There's this whole path that's just like two inches of snow. These folks could have walked through. Instead, they're walking through, like, freshly tilled for the winter. Yes. Rough, bumpy-ass, gnarly shit. Why didn't these conductors let them off, like, three feet over to the left? That, I do like him being like, fuck Dell, I'm not helping him carry his shit. And then being like, I gotta help this poor son of a bitch carry yes. his shit. Then, then, so basically they're walking to so they can get to the bus station. And then the bus is gonna take them. On their yes. journey. Have you ever been in one of these situations? I have. No. Where like the mode of transportation you were on stopped working and then you had to... One time I was on a, a bus, a Greyhound bus, and our Greyhound bus broke down and then we got on a different Greyhound bus and drove away. I've had, I've had the, um, the train pull into... I think it might have been like South Amboy or something. Yeah. And, the, and the conductor was like, so... <laughs> Fucked. There's something up ahead that is <coughs> impeding us from continuing. Uh-oh. We cannot give you an estimate of how long we'll be Ooh, here. Ooh, I bet you somebody uh So it could be like somebody uh jumped. No, no, I think it was I think it was like a, um, it was them damn a malfunction of like Oh, the, I thought it was them damn Antifas. No, it was a <laughs> it was uh I think it was a malfunction with like the the um electrical lines and all of that. Oh, it's, like for the train uh, they power. Like, they were yeah, like, they had an outage or something. All yeah. hope is lost. This is beyond fucked. So, yes. like, then we got off of the train for that and then took, like, an the, Uber from oh, South Oh, they Ambo- Ubered you. No, no, we had to oh, get our own no, Uber. Oh, no, because we... Normally, they'll say, like, yes, they try and get you a yeah. bus or something. This was essentially being, like, you're welcome to wait or get off of the train. They were, like, eat shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. wow, that's gnarly, because I... You know how uh, when you're coming home from New York City, you got to stop in Long Branch and then get off the train, then get on another train and go the rest of the way. Yes, because we it got switches. to Long Branch and they're like, "You got to take a bus." It's switch- like bus. <laughs> it switches from uh, the diesel-powered train to electric powered chicken nuggets. That's powered. why. That's why you have to make the switch. Then. Really, everything from Long Branch South is diesel-powered. Really? Yeah, we don't we have the diesel ass trains. We don't have the power lines, like all the electric <laughs> we train build lines. Those. Uh, <laughs> so so if this you, is America. We don't have train infrastructure. So you, you should were, buy a car, asshole. <laughs> yeah, pay for well, insurance too. So there's a there's a throwaway piece after this that they get to the bus station. It's a beautiful shot of them sitting on the bench in the bus station with the man next to him with the, the two they, rats. They never address that he has like a box with mice on I his want, lap. I I tried to remember how I told you I'm not going to mention the app, but I was watching this on an app. And I tried to re- rewound oh, to yeah. take a photo of that because I'm like, I'm going to get this framed and yes. hang it in the house somewhere. Yes. You know, because it's such an idyllic 
cool shot. It's a beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. He's right? smoking a cigar. Um, he's got the mice on his on his lap. It then, it then rewound all the way to when he was sitting next to that little girl on the train, which is many many minutes. That's before, before the train even. Yes, and then it fast forwarded all the way to um, them on the bus and it's saying St. Louis, which is many moments after that. And that's when I realized that the streaming service in particular that I had chosen to watch this movie on, um, was dog shit, not a, not an app. Like I was actually looking at a pile of steaming dog shit in my living room that somehow got there. Oh, the guy who plays, um, uh, his son, uh, Owen. Uh, the the redneck with the tough wife. Yep, that's uh, Dylan Barker. He was in a ton of shit. You oh, yeah. know this guy's yeah, face. Yeah, There's, and I that's think the he thing also, about this movie is like even the old man. You know when I Del think and he him does first voice on, acting too. Got to. I know this guy. The guy um, when when they're on the plane together and there's an old man. <laughs> there's an old man that sits next to John Candy before their plane has to land because all all is fucked and you know what I mean. They got yes. a bail. Yep. So they, they're they on the plane and there's an old man next to him. I'm like, why do I know this old man? And I brought out the phone to check and remembered. You know when you do that? God, that feels good. I didn't even have to like look it up. But I, um, he's the old man. You know in Home Alone where she's like, okay, so I'll give you the pocket translator, $300 cash, these earrings – and he goes to his wife. She's he, she's got plenty of earrings at home. Nice dangly ones. And I was like, dangly ones, guy, because dangly ones is funny to me. It, it, That's a funny phrase. <laughs> his wife's got dangly ones. That's fantastic. <laughs> and also, Martin Fer- Ferrero is the guy that shows up. Remember, he accepts the watch. We're getting ahead of ourselves. That's fine. He works at the hotel that they get drunk at. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We'll yeah, get to that yeah. later. We'll get yes. to that later. Um, but yeah, this. Awesome cat uh, cast. Oh, Doobie is Larry Hawkin. He's in everything. Everyone that shows up on screen, you see their face and you're like, it's this guy. You know who I'm th- surprised didn't show up? Um, one of the future heroes of the pod, Catherine O'Hara? Yeah. wonder what she was doing then. She was probably Eugene still in Canada. Eugene Levy wasn't in it? She was probably still in Canada. Bro, half the cast is Canadian. Oh, I think everyone on that. There's a Canadian movie, isn't it? Is John Hughes Canadian? Might as well be. Oh, no. He's definitely from the suburbs of fucking Chicago. Did you know? He's so from Chicago, he's like how from New York Martin Scorsese is. You know what I mean? Well, I love um, (laughs) when they're trying to like (laughs) masculine up. After, I love it. after I they love cuddle it. They're and they're like, like oh, yeah, they're like and he kisses his ear. He's like, why did, why did you kiss my ear? And they're trying to like m- masculine up the situation. <laughs> like, how about them bears? They start, they start like puffing their chest out. <laughs> yes, they start making, walking and, like around. grunting because that's what men do. Like they start puffing their chest out and grunting and they're like, uh, how's that bear game? He's a bears, bears, uh, they're looking great this year. He's going to take, they're going to take it all the way. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, bro. The thing is, like, to masculine it up. Look, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There is nothing more masculine than fucking another man, right? <laughs> like, this is why I am the way I am. Because I have no interest in fucking another man. So it's like they start doing, they start puffing up. And I'm like, fellas. It's very it's so fucking funny. Yes. It, and it's not in poor taste, I would say. Yeah, there, it didn't feel, you know, when no. he does the Jamaican accent, I wasn't like, Cancel, you know, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was tame. I mean, he does a he he does live in Jamaica. 
going, and, that's and, canon. And he coaches a bobsled team. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that's canon. And <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. that was a nod to the fact. Anyway, he is. Oh, God, John Candy. He's so fucking good. Um, what else are we talking? So they've now made it. So they're now on the bus. We've reached which, the which, bus hoopty. It's so the funny. The bus hoopty's wild looking, by the way. It's so funny because you you see, like, he's like, okay, every time they get into a new scenario of, like, finally, it's over. I'm on my way home. This bus obviously sucks. And yeah, but he what? turns. Like six hours, bro. He turns to him and he's like, oh, the only downside is it's only taking us as far as St. Louis. For Christ's sake, man. <laughs> it's like, it's another one of those where it's just he like. Says, I guess this is as good a time as any <laughs> to let you know that this bus only takes us to St. Louis. <laughs> You know, it's so I love Dell. It's so good. But man, you know me personally, right? <laughs> and like, I'm real friendly. I like everybody, but I'm also kind of an excitable prick, right? <laughs> so, and I've traveled quite a bit. You know what I mean? And that's the good thing about traveling is you learn, like, for example, Steve, friend of the pod. Yes. We were in a band, just me and him, and like toured way more than we should have been. And it made me realize like, oh, bro, I could travel with this dude anywhere. Right. Certain people you can travel. Yeah, 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 I travel well with my dad somehow, even though we agree on almost nothing. Yeah. Travel well together. Um, but there's parts of this where I'm like, listen, Dell, I'll push you out of the fucking car. Uh, that was annoying. Not even the times he almost kills them. Just like he's an annoying motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A- absolutely. I get that. And it's, I just, no matter what he does, it's just John Candy is so likable you can, that exactly. I, at no point in this movie do I actually hate Dell. It wouldn't have translated so well if it wasn't them, and that's another reason why. Because if anyone else was doing the stuff that Dell was doing, you would hate them. Oh, our special guest is here again. She's back. Hi, Lola. You want something to say? Did you like the movie? Yeah, that's the thing. Lola had to come be a guest on the pod because she was upstairs and she got so lonely she wanted to sing songs. And uh, her singing doesn't do good for the pod. So you might hear her chains rattling around. Um, (laughs) That's because she's a monster and cannot be contained. Um, (laughs) But anyway, I want to take a break anyway. But what I was going to say is um, when we get back, I want to talk about um, the end of the bus scene. And I want to talk about. Well, we're getting to the point in the movie where they they go uh, they go separate ways. Yes, and you can see how Dis- uh, dejected. Yeah. yeah, I want to also yes. talk about how I think that's some of the finest John Candy acting because he doesn't overdo it. He's just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, totally. Yes, which is like he's just so fantastic. So anyway, we'll be back in. I don't know. Go fuck yourself. Bye. 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 And we're back. The Hollywood Hodgepod. What's up, dude? So, so anyways, they're on the bus. And Dell's got everybody singing songs. Look, <laughs> I hate songs, man. I'm sorry. You know I'm a team player. That's why I like sports movies. And you know I like music on account of liking music a lot. But <laughs> uh, I don't this... want to sing Wheels on the Bus, bro. I'm upset. <laughs> And then, what a wild way to pass time with a bunch of strangers, strangers on like dude, a smelly no, Greyhound bus. And the fact that he even suggests this. So he's Dell's trying to get everybody to sing yet another tune. I guess they just finished one up. And finally, Neil is like, I got one. 
And he sings some tune that no one in the entire universe. I love that shot of everyone on the bus turning around to look at him. So good. They all literally turn around like he had farted. (laughs) They all turn around and look at him like gross. And then they turn back around and look at the front. And Del saves the day, starts singing the Flintstone theme. And then the entire bus sings the Flintstone theme, and then they show Welcome to St. Louis, the St. Louis shot. Yeah. Um, oh, God. So when they arrive there, is that when they have – that's our diner scene. Yeah, because they still have to uh, – they still have to get the rest of the way to Chicago, and uh, that's where you have him saying like the – Oh, that's when Dell does his salesman. I think that, in that interim, right before they have – uh, lunch together, and they part ways. Yes, Del yeah, that's how he gets. Routine. Yeah, that's how My because they have no money. These they things as if they're earrings, um, like uh, <laughs> commemorative pieces. Yes. At one point, he's trying to say that it's like a replica of an ancient, you know, bracelet. <laughs> yes. He is a real piece of shit that is delightful. Um, <laughs> you know, catch up. Yeah, he does this. Shit. He does this to yes. get some cash, and then they're eating. Um, they're they're eating at that diner. And the, yes, that's because that's the One first of the time. the finest breakup scenes in all of movie history. <laughs> and that, that's also when he, um, uh, when he makes the comment of, I haven't been home in years. And, off, and he's, yeah. and he's like, oh, you know, like, you know, like the saying, <laughs> it's like, that's totally not a saying, man. <laughs> yeah. That's not a real thing. Yes. Which all of this, like all of this is so heartbreaking when you look back, like on that first motel night when he like pulls out the. The picture, uh, the he portrait picture of his wife. Of his wife. Yeah. So he like gives it a smooch, puts it up on the counter there on the um. What do you call it? The nightstand. The nightstand. I think there are two. I think we're thinking of two different restaurant scenes because the one where they're having like a more casual conversation. Well, he's pissed at Dell because Dell's the worst. Um, but that's he says. I think I'm spending too much time away from home, and Dell's like, I've been home in years. That's that's yes. before they split up. That's before. Oh, that's that's. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. So then the he the says, other the other restaurant scene is when they oh, when he thinks Dell robbed him, but yes. it was actually they had both that, been robbed. That, They're sitting at a bar. That weird scene. Where, oh yeah, the where that guy just like fucking redneck guy shows up, just breaks in with, with a the knife, switchblade, busts open the door, and then just kind of lurks they do this side shot of the boys in bed together sleeping and he's like lurking like a tiny shark up to their wallets and they show him like pull it out and make me me he pockets all their their dough yeah it's fucked up it's man. fucking nuts and at first steve martin's like you robbed me yes you went in there to get money for pizza you piece of shit yeah. and he's like pulls out his wallet he's like count it then and if there's a dollar more, then you can call you me can a call thief. You call me a fucking thief then. How about that? And he opens it up and he's like, empty. And he goes, we've been robbed. And he goes, do you think? I love it. It's so good. Yes. Also, Steve Martin, you know what I didn't realize until this rewatch last night? What a good looking fuck, huh? Yeah. Full yeah. head of gray hair, but what a good looking motherfucker. Yeah. He, he, had, fuck, he had a look man. back then. Yeah, dude. The, um... The all of them splitting up and everything that happens when he's not with Dell with like the now you see he's decided to rent a car. He gets taken all the way out to the rental lot 
car's not there. He has his little baby bitch meltdown, and he, he walks. Has a grown man temper tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> One of the more relatable parts of this entire. And uh, and then you I get have like definitely done that recently. <laughs> it's also like. I guess one of the more famous scenes in the movie is yeah. because because it's some absurd number of fucks. I believe he says the F word like over 10 times. Yeah, it, but within like this, a minute. But it doesn't seem – you know when you're watching a movie and someone's swearing a bunch and you're like no one would ever talk like that? When I watch that scene oh, of him getting dropped off yeah. of the car that doesn't exist and, you know, imagine – a lot of that looks like Newark International Airport. They right. drop you off in the wrong spot of New York International Airport. You are capital F. Yeah, fucked. what did he say? He he said he had to walk like three miles he down the highway. On the highway, which these are all those those loop de loop fucking crazy shit. He had to go down an embankment, almost gets his head squished for the second Soon to be third time in this film. Yes. Like a pumpkin. <laughs> he walks through all the his shoes are completely fucked. His tie's up all over his face. He's got to walk over a goddamn runway. He ties ties the tie around his head to try and keep his ears warm. Oh, good. Oh, good. I wonder if it worked. (laughs) And then he walks in. So I smiling Midwestern woman is talking about, oh, someone's got to make the ambrosia because dad asked for the ambrosia. She improved the phone conversation. It is perfect. She is hero of the fucking pod, man. So apparently um, she improved that. What I was reading. It's so good. Don't you know what I was reading was that he had her like improv the phone conversation. And afterwards, John Hughes was like, when did you come up with that? And she was she was basically like, well, like you say you do, you just like write from what you know. So she, she just was like, to yeah, be that's that's like a sister. conversation that she's yes. had with her sister. Yes. So she just that's, like yeah. used it. And if that's I, why it's great. Yeah. Like if they were like, call your mom, I would pretend to call my mom. Yeah. Yes. Right. And that's, that's so funny to me that like she, because it's so perfect when she says, we got to get the special little um, the we got to get the special little marshmallows cuz dad wants that ambrosia. There are certain words. It's like I want to hear an Irish person say ambrosia. It'd be great. You know, I, there's certain accents and she's like we got to get the ambrosia and then I she, I like goes, her. Oh. I like her uh Sorry. Get, yeah, thank you. Uh, our special guest is fucking everything up. Man. Uh, no, the 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 way she plays the facial expressions when he's cursing at her, and when she gets to finally deliver her like, well, then you're fucked. Like when she when she asks where the rental agreement is, and he is like, he's essentially like, well, I threw it away when I was having my adult man temper tantrum, yes. and she was like, well then. You're fucked. She starts off by being like, oh, no. Oh, no. What? Well, if you've lost your rental agreement, you're fucked. Like, she's just... It's so good. Then you're fucked. I want a fucking auto... I don't care if it's a fucking Datsun. Four wheels and a seat, bro. Yes, I... And I would lose... I would lose my temper in this exact... You know when he goes, a fucking car... Right. Yes, because fuck, he changes his voice. I'm telling you, and, I would do this. And that's the thing yeah. is, he's never, he's never like 
calling her names. Never. Or her. Doesn't so, like, call her not, a stupid bitch. Doesn't nothing say anything like that. Like but that. The, the emphasis of being like, the, he's at the end of his rope. Fucker. Like, yes. He walked. Yes. yes. He, her fucking company that's, left him in a fucking parking lot in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's that's, fucking nuts. That's why the amount of times of him saying it isn't overkill. No. It's played so perfectly. It's, so good. it's written perfectly. Like, it, it, that whole... That it's I look forward to that scene. I can't wait when it's and it it is. She is. I can't believe she. That's so fucking good. She's so good. Um, Well, and she's yes, she's hero of the pod. She was. uh, I mean, she wasn't a hero in in Carrie, but she 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 is. She's the secretary in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, so like that. She can't do immediately. She can do no wrong. Yes, exactly. She's a righteous dude, right? Yes, that's it. Yes, one hundred (laughs) percent. It's so good, Ambrosia. Um, Yeah. So then he's he's fucked, as the lady says. And yeah, they're so playing that way. Can we talk about the score of this film? Because I said to you, well, like, I caught you watching the end of it here. And I'm like, you notice that it's got, like, the chick-chicka, chick-chicka, bomb Like, it's got the yeah, Ferris Bueller feel. He very obviously is using, like, the same guy. And you said that he uses the same composer here. Yeah, yes. And what I noticed is it is, when he's having his temper tantrum, it is this, like, weird 80s... Um, electronic music where they're using all the weird keyboard effects, like the dog bark keeps happening, and there's like a whistle. It's like bow, bow, like weird ass shit keeps happening, and then they have the sound clip. It's insane. Of, no one, what no is one it? would it's make Steve a score. Martin saying like, "You're gonna regret getting me this." Ma-. And he says some sound, and they keep using the sound clip. It's, it's re- so fucking bizarre, man. It really is. What a choice. Yeah, the score is very. The score is nuts. What was the last song? The, la- the very last song they play? Oh No, they play like a weird 1987 version of like when the Saints go marching in. Isn't that what's happening no, when he's, no, they're when doing, he's driving uh, they're away? They're doing Blue, uh, uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky, I realized. They're doing the chords of Blue Was Moon. it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because also their version of Blue Moon of Kentucky where they're singing in the car – might be one of my favorite versions of it just because I think it's so delightful. It's not even a gag. It's not. The a, gag is the people watching them drive this monstrosity it's, car. It's number It's number two to, uh, to Boomhauer's version oh, of Oh, nobody Blue beats Boomhauer. No. <laughs> Blue Moon of Kentucky. Blue Moon of Kentucky. Hell yeah, the song rocks. Um, but yeah, no, the score is absolutely unhinged. The very last song in it is a love song. What is that love song at the end? Oh, it's God. So funny. I did it at you, and I can't remember the <laughs> chorus of it. The uh, um, one one of the scenes uh, where I'm being reminded again, like John Candy was just born to do it, is like after he almost gets his head run over for the third time, because now he's all pissed off that he, you know, his temper tantrum fucked him over. So then his fuck tirade. Then he decides he's gonna fucking act all tough with a man who oh, had no oh, business. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, so my man goes, I'll take a taxi. And he walks outside and he says to this son, bitch, he's like, let me get a taxi to Chicago. And he was like, my man, like a plane would be, a quicker. plane would be quicker and you get a free meal. And he was like, if I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the bath. I'd follow you to the John and watch you take a leak. And my man was like, <laughs> 
not on my watch. Fucking clickety clacks him. Yes. Right almost gets his face. almost gets his head run over. Well, again. this is he throws the boomerang. <laughs> you thought I fucking forgot, man. <laughs> you thought I forgot. Which reminds me, we didn't have one in election. We chose not to, but in Little Giants, we did one of our my boys for our brand. But you know what we forgot for our brand? The second my boy, <laughs> where Devin Sawa, he gets that that fucking cheap shot. Gadesh, he's down. And fucking Becky's like, not on my watch. And she fucking goes in and kills. Spike through the boomerang. So anyway, anyway, John Candy's boy gets clickety-clacked by this fucking, fucking lineman. This what, what the, This guy's a taxi boss. Like, he's not a yeah. taxi driver. He runs, he runs like, get this fucking car out of here. He's fucking he out of control. Stand. Yes, so he fucking knocks him out. John Candy's stupid ass almost runs over his head like a pumpkin. That is the Again. third and final time that the protagonist's head is almost run over like a pumpkin. He <laughs> he gets him in the car, and then that's that's the scene you were talking about, right? Yes. Where we're this, finally in the... Uh, yeah, oh, wait, he grabs him by the nuts, remember? Yeah, oh, yes. fuck. And then they make the choice to have him speak higher at the beginning of the next scene. <laughs> Without any... Any mention of it, he just talks about what happened with a higher, like a higher octave. God, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, well, in that in that car scene, it's another one of those instances where I'm like, where I'm like, well, this is obvious that John Candy was born to be an entertainer. When he does that whole, like Steve Martin decides he's going to get some sleep, and then he ples along with that entire song he does like the piano uh, the saxophone the mess mess around yes it's when he put his thumb in his i was already in because he was doing like the these faces yeah oh it's perfect he's so fucking good he's doing a a born entertainer he's doing a sig and he looks like fucking um chubby checker or some shit you know what i mean and he's he's getting into it and then he does the piano on the dashboard yes my dad used to and then i thus would do you drum on the on the steering wheel mm-hmm. and stuff. You do it yeah. with your front finger. It's this whole thing, right? Yes. So he's doing this pantomime, like air guitar, with the piano. But then when he does, he puts his thumb and he holds his hand down here like it's a fucking saxophone. It's so good. God, he's so good. Uh, th- this is also, you get another establishing shot of it, like, man. you You're know, right. so, you know, um, it's it's gonna come back around at some point. Is the cigarette going into the back seat, yeah. which has happened to me? I think it's happened to most yeah. smokers. I think it's like, happened to you and I while we were in the car together. I'm pretty sure we were in your. Did you have a Mitsubishi or some shit? Yes, yeah, so we're in the Mitsubishi Galant. Yeah, and I think there were like. <laughs> You were a teen, so there were all kinds of Wendy's boxes and shit back there and, like, camel lights or whatever the hell you smoked at this time. Yes. And I believe they caught fire. Yes. Is this something real? Uh, yeah, yeah. I Does think, this sound right? I think um, I, I also had it happen when I was, like, when I was attempting to go to college and I went to, like, one semester at Brookdale. Mm. I threw a cigarette out and I was about to get on the parkway and saw in my rearview mirror smoke Whoops. and like pulled off of the road and uh and it had started burning through a t-shirt and the seat of my car that's good yeah but i caught it well time. you averted danger you averted danger yes i there did it. so much setup in that that the mess around thing happens he throws the cig out and then that's when we have we're taking off our windbreaker and he oh gets caught God. have yes. this ever happened to you uh it 
It's one happened of those to me on that, Route Nine, or no, Route One. Excuse me. It's one of those yeah. terrifying things of of like, can I get my arm out of the jacket quick enough to then grab this? The, yes, visual, this isn't a visual medium, but I was doing a pantomime. For all it's you. fucking great. And then when the second hand finally gets I caught on, I want to stand up. I was in my apartment or my fucking in the condi, and I'm fucking hanging out in there, and I wanted to jump up and down when the second one caught it is so fucking and he's trying to drive with his fuck and the whole time you're just like hit the brakes and pull over this yes exactly hit the brakes pull over side for two seconds it'll take you two fucking seconds but it's like you're a man connor you know when you go to go grocery shopping and then you try and carry as many fucking bags in as one trip yes one fucking trip there are th- there are bags over your neck all kinds of because you were this is a man move to be like i got it Yes. I got it. What a fucking dickhead. But this sets up. Bans around. He makes the best scream in movie history. (laughs) Fuck the Wilhelm scream. Let's take that John Candy. But him going, uh, him then thinking he's heading now the correct way on the highway. He's going there. This sets up one of the, I, I think it's my favorite, like the funniest moment of the movie. Because for like, they're going the wrong way and then they get. They're going between two 18-wheelers. Yes. And the choice for, like, this movie that has been mostly grounded in reality. Like, Absolutely. there's no... It's, like, there's it's been, absurd, but yes, it's not absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like you're watching two guys live their life. Like, nothing absolutely where you're like, this... this the rules this of the movie are ha- we are in the real world. Yes. yes. And for that moment where it switches to John Candy dressed as the devil so. with the little pitchfork and he's cackling. It's it so is good. It is the funniest moment in the movie. It is it makes absolutely no sense that it happens and it's, it's in yes, the it does, movie. It's fucking funny as hell. It's, it's so funny. He's holding the pitchfork, a tiny little plastic pitchfork. So His good. face is bended red. This is a from the costume shop costume of the devil. Yes. It is so fucking good. They turn they both turn to skeletons first. Yes, and yes. then he turns to that. And at first well, he's I mean, just you, looking you at him laughing, that, and then he's like, ah, ha, ha. Don't you get that similar uh skeleton thing? Don't they do that to Marv when he yes. When he That's what I was going to say. It's, it's, yes, it's John. It's, there are so many home reference. I mean, his the house that um, we're trying to get back to for Thanksgiving looks in, incredibly it's, like. It's not the same one, but no, it's definitely no. in the same neighborhood. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I bet I could they drive were built around the, the same two. time. Yes, and I, I I'm certain that we could fly to O'Hare, drive to the suburbs where like people that are wealthy beyond you and I's wildest dreams. That's a, and that's a modest home. Yes. <laughs> well, these are you know how you know there's all kinds of rich people, right? Yes, yes. These are the millionaire kinds, yes. right? But We're, they still have to live is, within their means. This you know? is their modest home that they're yes. living within their means. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it is uh, there is something. Um, even though I've never lived in or ever will live in a house oh, that you feel looks like, your like home. Yeah, yeah, it feels incredibly yes. comfortable. You know it smells like rich people in there. <laughs> Anytime you see anything, even that, even the kitchen when you see her in the kitchen, like anything, I will never. Connor, you've never had that nice of a kitchen, and neither have I. Yeah, Do you have like a rich because I have like um I have each side of my family I have a richer aunt, and we go to one 
for Christmas, and she it smells like rich people. Yeah. Uh, I hope none of them listen to this, but anyway, she smells like rich people, which is a good thing. Yes, you know, but or it, like in high school, we'd go to like somebody's house and be like, "Oh wait, you're rich." It's it's just nice that you can watch his movies and and like f- oh feel like we feel got to be suburban kids at the best time in American history to <laughs> be a just, white suburban kid. Yeah, you just yeah. feel comfortable. No, we're white trash from New Jersey. <laughs> yes, we're yeah. garbage. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The um the. <laughs> The, then you then you get the payoff. We're not. You're a good guy. Man. Then you get the payoff of uh, the car catching fire, which is a great. Well, I was going to say that when they're right before they go between the eighteen wheelers, Dell's driving, and these people are like, "You're gonna fucking kill somebody." They're trying to alert him to the danger. Yes. You know, when someone's got the the their blinker on for too long, and or their lights are off, and they're like, "Hey, your lights are off." They're yeah. trying to be like, "You're going the wrong way on the goddamn highway," and he's like, "Oh, you want to race because he's an insufferable dickhead." So he starts speeding and he's beeping at them. Steve Martin wakes up and he's like, what do they want? Because he's he's sleepy, you know? Roll down rolls the it window. Down. Now, when he rolls down the window, you can see, because it's fucking Hughes, man. You can see in the background, the smoke is coming up between the two of them. They yeah. just haven't noticed. Yeah. So it's before the 18-wheeler even hit them. You saw the establishing shot of the smoke going out and then back in the window, into the back seat. Now more time has passed. They spant around. He did that great scream. Two yep. different times in this movie, they showed Dell using both of his feet to hit the brakes, which I do not recommend. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that works good, that way. It's not I'm a good sure idea. I'm pretty sure this is before anti-lock brakes, too, so I'm surprised not they're not dead. Good, not a good idea. They spant around. And so the payoffs, it's like we said, the setups and payoffs in this movie. And we didn't even get to the one that I'm, I have such a fucking heart on for yet. So, but I, I honestly think... It's hard for me to say. I honestly think that doing the mess around scene is one of the. Um, it appeals to how I really like human. Th- it's so human, and it's so. Everybody can relate to. He's just. It's yeah. so fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. so fucking awesome. Here's the, you know how like for forever we're gonna hear the. Here's looking at you, kid. You're going to see him do it. It's one of those movie moments that I'm glad happened for all of us. Yes. For society. Um, you you get the great, the, the like the payoff for it is they like, they finally get his shit. I, I love, he goes, I guess I should get my drunk out of the, <laughs> and, and, and when he's walking over there, he's just, he's playing up. His my back. back hurts. <laughs> and then they pull the trunk to the side of the road and they sit down and then you get like you can start to see the light on their backs. Like it's oh, it's it's fantastic. I also love the choice that like they continue to drive in that car it's even so- even after it's been gutted by I a fucking it, fire. And I the scene ends abruptly because they discuss that like. He actually rented. There was a mix-up. He rented the car with. Yeah, because his. you see, you see uh, when they when Steve they check Martin laughs into, at him because he's like, "Finally, you fucked yourself, dickhead." Yeah, and they check when they checked into Gus's motel. Yeah, you see the mix-up of the cars. diners club. They have like, and, like the same card, yeah. but it's with different names. He got the wrong one. <laughs> he used the card and he was going to send it back to him. Problem is, he is too much of a sweetheart, so he gave it back to him prematurely. Now yep. that they're back together, yep. it was in the car, burnt up. <laughs> And I thought that's the end of the car. That's the end of that because I had forgotten. And then they do a hard cut to them driving the remains of the hoopty, you know, hoopty like 
apparatus. It's so good. They, How did they put it out? They never tell. No, they don't need no, to. I don't need no. to know. I also like that the trunk, uh, his trunk is now in the trunk of the car and the, and the hood that's supposed to be over the trunk is in the back seat. <laughs> Nothing's working. Nothing's good. It's fucking insane. And this, I, I noticed the uh, rear view mirror was melted when it's they. So fucking funny. It's, it, this movie. That's the, that's the scene there where we get our, our watch payback because he's like, it's $43 to rent the hotel room, which I was like, that would be a hundred and. $43 now, but anyway. But yes, he has. He only has $17 and a nice watch. And he just puts the watch on top of the shit. So then Dell's like, so funniest thing, I, I don't have the forty three fifty. And he's like, do you have $17 and a nice watch? And Dell goes, no, but I have $2 and a Nokia. Casio. Casio, excuse me, and a Casio. And then he, um, John Candy... America pro because he's a Canadian hero. Uh, removes you this could say watch. American. We're all in We're North America. Anyway, he 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 does like it's the Home Shopping Network and holds it over his arm to present oh. this horrible watch. That one movement is one of my favorite jokes in the entire movie. It's so fucking funny. John so, Candy was the coolest human so, being. He's so good. So they say. So they say you can't have a room. And then we get that really. I wanted to say this. The monologue where he talks. Oh, um, when you still don't know that he's talking you don't know to his, his wife's dead, dead wife. but it's like she's talking. He's talking to her, um, like wishing she was there. Yeah. But you think it's because she's at home and he can't get home to her. Yes, but never once does he say like where he's like actually headed. <laughs> he never yes. once says where he's actually headed. No, he never says he's going home. There, he says to him, "I thought you were going home," but if you think about it, he never says he's going home. He's no. got to get you home to Chicago. For, yes. For, yeah. For the yeah. Thing. So you just assume he was going to Chicago. You assume for, by the way he talks and everything that he lives in Chicago. But the 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 interesting thing this time around is like knowing the the sad payoff of yeah. John Candy's character, like now watching it. I I even love his performance more because you, before you get the like Steve Martin realizing what has been going on the whole time, you're seeing now that you know what's coming, you kind of see those little tells throughout the movie from yeah. John Candy where like I don't know this. He this could is, be talking to her in the abstract. Yeah, you this know, is like, like you know, this the is, time before cell phones. You'd be like, man, I wish I could tell you this. You and, know what I mean? And this but his is, monologue talking shit about himself, I it really got to me this time around. Yeah, I don't know. It was touching. This um, this could have just been a stupid comedy movie, but it has so more, much heart, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's I guess that's what you get with the with the John Hughes movie. But it is nice to see. A John Hughes movie that isn't centered around uh, teenagers. Yeah. So, like, he actually made a movie about, like, two human adult males. Human adult men. <laughs> and and they're, them becoming, like, even though it's, like, a, an odd couple thing, like, it doesn't feel like an no. overdone on odd couple trope thing. Like, it, it's, feel like, it is the trope, but it's not, like you said, it's not, yes, I agree 100%. It never feels overdone. Over the it, top, no. I, I, I got to the bar scene, not the bar scene. Where they're getting shit faced in the hotel room because yes. they don't give a fuck. They're drinking all the little little tiny. Booze. Yeah, where do you want to go next? I love that. It's the where, whole conversation. I'm is like, so... oh, taking a trip to Mexico when he asks for the tequila. <laughs> I, 
if I was in the room with them, that's when I'd know I wanted to be friends with those guys. Right. Remember when they're doing that cool bit about where we're going next? Yes. That's funny. That's charming. Yes. That's something somebody I would know would Well, do, you immediately right? said, you're like, I love male bonding. That's like, what I was just about to say. Man. I When I watched this by myself, I was like, I love male bonding. It, I, I don't, it's, uh, but of, of course I know why. I'm a male and I've bonded. What are we doing right now? Yes. What is this? As it, much as I, you know, this is art for me. This is me hanging out with my best pal. Yeah. Right? We and were doing, love, we do this anyway. Well, I can't get drunk anymore, and you don't, so we're not shit-faced, but I've been, I think they both play drunk delightfully. I think they play drunk the way their characters would be drunk. Yes. Not, not like Steve Martin or Jim, John Candy. He plays a drunk Dell. Right. The way Dell would be. Right. Just silly giggling. I and- just, I, I, I love that. I you don't you don't notice it as as much I I don't feel like I noticed it the first time watching the movie compared to like rewatches of like he's Steve Martin's like bane of his existence from like the beginning because yeah. he the only reason he misses the cab He's is in that because race he trips Kevin Bacon a friend of the pod friend of the pod Kevin Bacon and he trips over Dell's trunk so it's like from the moment you don't even meet Dell yet but he is the bane of his existence from, from the jump <laughs> so from jump I when you see his name on that because imagine you've never seen this movie you could, when he finally shows up with that trunk, be like, oh, and realize when you, Steve Martin realizes. Yes, you're kind of like. I saw that and I was like, this motherfucker's been here from the beginning? Yeah. He almost gets his head squished the first time. It's, it's That's the first time he almost gets his head run over. Yes. Ran over. Yes, because he because he trips over Dell's. And, and chonky ass shit. It's, his dead wife in that box. It's <laughs> the box. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's very. This was a very as as much as Little Giants was a, just a delightful watch. Yes, it gets a little sad at the end, but then you get the nice payoff of like finally when they get to his house, he's like, "This is my friend Dell." Like he's introducing him I'd to like his to, family. I'd like to introduce you as, to my friend Dell. And then his wife says his last name is Griffin, right? Hello, Mister Griffin. She's Griffith. Like, Griffith and he's like sup bitch he doesn't say that it was a, what a, a weird, weird choice way. weird yeah. choice um I honestly wanted to bring this up I think the ending I mean I was happy when they hit me when I watched it by myself I was like it is a John okay like the John Hughes maybe like oh okay like I was saying in the first half right the ending made me be like something about the ending feels sinister or wrong well he murders the whole family that's is that he's a drifter is that where we're at? I mean, he's a drifter. Was that his whole was his whole plan to he's, get a new wife he's and a, family? No, no, he wants to murder everyone in the Oh, house. everyone's yeah, gonna yeah. die. He's and and a, go in the trunk with his dead wife. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a drifter who moves around the Midwest like a ghost. Yes. Murdering families through uh, you know, a, just barely rememberable. With, Not rememberable enough to identify for the police, but yeah. rememberable enough to be like, oh the the Shower curtain guy, yeah. yeah. Traveling salesmen are all all murderers. Yeah, or they have sex with your wife while you're drift, not around. Drifter serial killers. Yes, yes, yep. I mean that's yes, that, that's canon. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's what John Hughes that's was going That's why it's so for. sinister? Yeah, oh, okay. I think that's what okay, John Hughes I, was Okay, because when I got to the for. end and they just hold on Dell's face and he looks like he's going to cry because he gets to see a family. Because, by the way, I mean, him and his wife, I don't think, had any kids. They didn't mention any. No, and she's been dead for eight years. So eight He's been years. drifting for eight years murdering families. That's a long time. To be murdering? No, I mean, just like in the reality of this film, not in the Mike and Connie co- canon. Yes. Eight years is a long time to be, A, not over this and still kissing kiss the picture every night. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, You know what I mean? Um, seems like a long time, but then again, people grieve differently, right? My wife died eight years that's, ago. Are you... That's what I'm trying I'm to say. I'm in a different place than that's Del. That's what I was going to say, I'm right? Because like, that's the thing. Like, I I wasn't sure how long ago your wife died, right? But I, but I knew it was somewhere. It's Because Dell is approaching we're, 10 years. We're almost we're almost at eight years. Okay. I, I'm like a month and a half away from eight years. And you have, you, you we're in your home right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have a car and a job and a relationship and everything. Like everything yes, I'm not homeless drifting yes. in the country selling curtains. <laughs> The movie feels sinister. And I know that this is so hacky and like yeah. I know Reddit like I read this dickhead going to full degree on how there was motive or he's he accidentally killed her because he's so fucking clumsy as we see. All this different shit. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this to this movie. It's a delightful, fine movie. Yes. He goes and he has fucking Thanksgiving with he this has a dude. Beautiful Thanksgiving dinner. With yes, him. and then he fucks off in an appropriate amount of time and it's not some Uncle Buck situation or something they, horrible. I think they I think well that's it. Yeah, then he's Uncle Buck. Oh, fuck, but remember he and flips the pancake with the fucking shovel? That's dope. Remember that part? No, I, 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 it, so he killed this family. Yes. This movie ended exactly when it should have ended. Yes. Uh, apparently, I think I read that, like, now this doesn't mean, this does not mean in any way that the movie was ever going to be this long. But first cut was over three hours. First cut does not mean that John Hughes was like, I'm finished. It's not the I intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, when you like, say first cut is ne- is but very I, the typical one we go with. I But I, I'm curious. I would love to know, like, all of the things that we, like, the bits we love. Obviously, we ended up with, like, the cream of the crop There's got to be somewhere. I'm sure there's some, somewhere I'm sure there's some like misses. Six hours of jokes that, like... Yeah, we how do might you not- find funny, but they're not good for a big audience. Maybe they were a little too dark for also, the movie and they took also them out. Ha- also, this movie, if this movie doesn't wrap up in 90 minutes, would feel weird. I don't want this it to movie be any longer. Needs to- yeah, well, no, it- see, and that's the thing, Judd Apatow. Like, you can make a sen- – I'm always coming for that man. You know, it's mean. Um, but, like, really, you can make a sentimental movie that changes the world that doesn't have to be three and a half hours long, man. It has about weed, you dickhead. The, the pacing. I'm, not, I'm upset. The pacing is, excuse me. The pacing is perfect for, for this movie and this story. Um, I, I I think there was one because I do believe at the end, uh, Dell has a black eye, and it's never explained because it's from a scene that was removed from the movie. Oh, maybe where he, I think maybe like he clacked him or something. Yeah, it was after they got arrested. I think he makes a comment on like the steps of the of the courthouse, and he and he punches him. So that's, that's why from that, that that's why from the that's why from the um cow the cheese truck all the way home. Dell has a black eye. He does, but. You know, like I don't care. Yeah, I thought it was like from the accident or yeah, something. something. My body was just like, yeah, like I, yeah, I noticed the black eye and was yeah. like, "Why well, he got black eye?" But then I was like, "Oh, he must have got hurt when they, you know, crashed it's, the car or whatever." It's very, it's uh, it, it, 
but it flips that switch quickly and then like you know him realizing that Dell's alone going back to him and him What'd you being think of alone. That? the uh the cuts to his family and then the cuts to him reacting and then the cuts to Dell's story and then the cuts to him reacting i liked it when it first started and then about a quarter way through i was like this is a little much yeah i mean this uh, plot device or whatever he's it is. holding your hand through it that's why i felt a little please don't do this to me Yes. I don't need to be spoon fed. Yeah. I'm an adult. I, I mean, understand that Dell is you could have just had the Also like it's it's just like they showed like him thinking of his kid and being like that's my gal. That's my kid. And I'm just like I mean, I don't have kids. But like if my parents did that to me and be like, don't be such a pussy about this. You know what I mean? I'd be like, mom, stop being so stupid. Like, I'm not that great. I suck, man. I mean, I know. No, I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm glad you love your children. No, it's a nice, uh, I mean, it's nice. It gets very, very like. I mean, homeboy, like you said, does not call his wife. What? Many days. Yeah, like when they cut to her laying in bed, I'm surprised she isn't sobbing. Like, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, like that drifter killed him. Because even if she, she's like, you're sharing a hotel room with a stranger. Now she hasn't heard from him in days. She probably calls the airline and they're like, we have no ticket for, you know, uh, Neil Page. So she's like, her husband's dead. Yeah, her husband's dead. Dude. Yeah. So, well, he's about to be. Neil's unhinged, man. He opens up that case, pulls out the AK. It's, it's, it makes me. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, this is like, this is, I hate winter. But this time of year, when we still have the holidays in front of us. Yeah. Is a very nice feeling time until we get to just the cold hell that is. Uh, everything after Christmas until oh, it becomes yeah. warm it's, in the spring again. It's pretty much so just like, a real stinker until so about like April. So this is a very and, and like both of our birthdays are in March, and you noticed I skipped it. <laughs> our month kind of sucks. It does. There was there was like I've had my birthday where it was like ninety degrees, and I've had my birthday where it was like snowing. snowing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it's. But this is this movie perfectly encapsulates that time. Of like pre Thanksgiving, pre Christmas, where you know it, you, you know they don't show any fucking goofy Christmas shopping. But I knew when we were. They didn't show any Halloween goofy yeah. shit or anything like that. They didn't show. I mean, I guess he does no because he even says get your uh, get your kids a Christmas chocolate Christmas turkey. Doesn't get me a chocolate Christmas turkey. I want one. What is that? Is that a thing? Can I have one? <laughs> Send one of those and one of the spooky things, um, the incense burners that priests have, to the pod. Yeah. To Hollywood Hodgepod yes. at Hollywood Hodgepod. We don't have an email yet. <laughs> Man. No, it's this movie. I, I, it's, it's one of those. Uh, when I watch it, I understand why it's such a rewatchable classic Absolutely. for a certain time of year. And it only felt right to cover it uh, for Thanksgiving week. It was it was fun and sweet, and it's I forget how funny it is until Bro, I rewatch it. I really needed it. Where you know, <laughs> it's just been such bad. Like, <laughs> you know, you know the like. Remember back in COVID, we're like during these trying times, and I was like, motherfucker, like. Most of my 30s has been them trying times. You know what's fucked up? The world was better in my 20s, but I was all fucked up. Right. And then I'm not as fucked. Like, I'm not I'm not fucked up. And now everything's fucked up. 
What the fuck? <laughs> so like I, you know, we got to Thanksgiving and I'm like, homie, I want to watch planes, trains, and automobiles. I like caught half of it at work and I was like, no, I got to rewatch this to remedy this situation. The movie's too delightful. It's probably it's probably been ten or ten plus ten fifteen years since the last time I watched it. This is one of those things where I can see myself now being like, oh, it's that time of year, time to watch this. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I've had years of my life where I watched Christmas Vacation. Every Christmas. Yes. I have watched It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas that I can remember. Bro, I like to, like, get Chinese food and watch it. Yeah, it's sick. And um, a friend of mine, Matt, we uh, spent Christmas together one year, and uh, he started the tradition where I buy those, you know, the rolling papers that got that little metal piece in it so you can hold them from the end? Yes. Like you're an aristocrat, (laughs) like a really trashy aunt. Yeah, dude. That's what Mike does. Yeah. (laughs) Eat some Chinese food and eat that. But anyway, I look, man, the movie made me feel great. I honestly, I want to give a standout. Um, I don't think it's fair to give it to either of our main characters because um, they both, like I said, gave it their. These might be like, I want to say career bests, but they both have such good careers. And like I said, I'm not a huge Steve Martin fan. He killed it in this movie. I loved him. Yes. I loved it. I loved him. I want to say, um, I don't know who my standout is. Probably um, Hero of the Pod, Edie. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, my favorite character, though, was the redneck. Owen. You would think it would be Doobie because I'm a far out guy who likes sick hoopties. No, I, I definitely um, my, like it's the redneck. Yeah, my every all, my all star every is day of the Owen. week. Owen and his wife every yes. day of the week. Yep, it's that so family, that trash. It's so good. Fucking shit kicking family. It's so good. I love I love their shitty truck hoopty. I love everything about him, man. What a fucking dope movie. Well, I hope uh, I hope if you do watch along with us and. <laughs> Somehow you've never seen this. Oh, God, <laughs> you enjoyed please. it. I hope you loved it. And if you haven't seen it, we do not want to shame you. You should go see it. Yes. Go watch it. Not go see it. It's not in theaters, but just go watch it on whatever it it's be. on. No, it's not. It might be. Yeah, they're doing a lot of that. Like, remember? Well, it's remember for your birthday, we went and saw um, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. That it's, was dope. Well, this just recently, they were re releasing stuff because of the um, the strike. And a lot of movies push their release dates. Yes. So they were trying to fill space with like. Well, that makes me not want to fucking go because then the it's crossing the picket line or some shit. Well, I I I th- have both come to agreements yes, now. Yeah, we're so good. So the, the strikes. Good. But the not fact. Not we. I'm not involved, The, the fact is yeah. sitting here right now at this moment, I could have already seen Dune Part 2. Yeah. And I haven't. Yeah. Because the studios are greedy. Yeah. That's they don't have enough money. You know what I mean? They don't they don't make enough money. It makes me really upset that I, I that I have to wait till March. It was already painful when I was like, wow, I have to wait until October I, or November to see Doom Part Two. No. Nope. And and then they delayed it till March and I was like, wait, what? They're gonna push it till summer, you'll see. No. Um, no they, if they do that, I don't they'll think be they can riots. financially. I think they'll be, be right. Yes, yes. And I honestly um, I wish, I often think this, I wish I could make it through a day without having some wild criticism of the capitalist system in the way that we do it in the modern era. I do not want to be this cuck soy boy, but for crying out loud, how much more money do you need? You can't take it with you. 
You will die. You will be in the dirt with the rest of us. For Christ's sake, just pay the writers of your films. Yes. I'm upset. Anyway, if you want to be not upset, what you should do is watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. What's the year on that? 86? 87. 87. A delightful John John Hughes film. Anyway, and if you like this pod, do me a favor, do Connie a favor, do Lola a favor. Give us that five-star, a little review, like it. Make sure that you subscribe to the pod. Tell your family. Tell your friends and family. Tell Lola. Lola. What? Anything she, else? She knows it's time to... Oh, she has a plug. Yeah. What's she your plug? plug? What's your plug? All of you. That's very good. Now, also, we are on the Instagram now. We don't have anything going yet, but we will. I pinky fucking promise. I think there's been one post. Bro, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. We need a Zoomer or something. We're, we're getting off of the ground slowly but surely. Don't worry, man. We got it. So our Instagram is... What is it? Hollywood Hodgepod. At Hollywood Hodgepod. At Hollywood Hodgepod. That's All how we say that. Yes. What else are we on? Uh, I have a uh, letterbox at uh, Comrade Connie, and then you I'm just... Comrade Mike. Yeah. And I you, stole your name, you motherfucker. Now have, and it's uh, Connie uh, misspelled C-O-N-N-Y. <laughs> so... That's not how you spell that in real life? Oh, not at all. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think I might be an idiot. <laughs> it's it's I-E. Really? But no, but if I were trying to use Connie oh, for yes. anything. Like if you named your, your child something, yeah, it would be C-O-N-N-I-E, right? Yes, yes. But, but that's not the point of the, yeah. <laughs> the nickname. No, no. nicknames are stupid. Yes, They're it's, dumb. It's supposed to be misspelled. Yeah, with Mike oh, and uh, Connie. Also, also, it's why I... Um, I I do that because if you misspell things, it you're more likely to get that name on whatever uh, usernames you use. Absolutely. And it was why when I played Mario Kart as a kid, I played as Mario because no one wanted to play as Mario. So I always got my character. You're sick. It's also why I like Grape Jolly Ranchers because nobody <laughs> wants No one wants them. Which Starburst do you like, you fucking pervert? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I think my favorite might be lemon. No one likes that. Not even pink or orange? Lemon. Yeah, yeah, the Lemon's yellow. pretty good, I think. The yellow. I, I don't mind I like yellow. The, yeah. I like anything lemon. I do not like grape. Fake grape. You know why? Because my mom used to anesthetize me with fucking Diamond well, PM. Yeah, but that's yeah. so this like put him to bed. So that's the so that's why I always went with grape Jolly Ranchers because if there was a bag of Jolly Ranchers, everyone was going for like watermelon and popular yes. flavor, and I would grab the grape because I knew it would be there, like Mario. Are you you know, game theory. Is this game theory? I bet it is. <laughs> I bet it's game. I'm going to go to Princeton and write my thesis on this. You got to. Do you got to? Does that mean you like candy corn? I don't want to get into this. Anyway, (laughs) listen, if you like us, make sure you tell everybody. Yes. All right. And then Uh, also, like I said, man, great for your cat. Great for your cat. If you got a bunny rabbit, some small creature, your kids probably won't like it. I got to fucking tell you, man. No with the kids. But other than that, everybody else would love this podcast. Play for your mom. Is your mom in her 60s, doesn't watch movies? She'll like it. She'll like me. She'll think I'm funny. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Yes. No? Probably not. Anyway. So so coming up next, hey, we, what's up next we, week, have a, we have a double feature. Um, and our first guest episode, we're bringing on everybody's... Uh, Uncle Bill. Everybody's Uncle Bill. Yeah. Well, you'll be familiar with him because he's your Uncle Bill. Yes. So it'll be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Friend of the pod, Uncle Bill, next week. 
And what uh, we're doing a double feature. Oh hell yeah! But uh, we'll we'll get to that when. Should we call yeah. it a double shot? No, we'll do that. One. Call it a double shot. I'll get that. We're gonna. Uh, you'll. Everyone will see what it is when the episode comes out. Oh it's yeah, a special. It's, it's, it's a special friendship double alert. feature. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic <laughs> with with everyone's Uncle Bill. With everyone's Uncle Bill, he's gonna take two Bud heavies, smash them together like this. You know what I'm saying? No one else can see, but you can see. It. Smash them together above his head, pour them all over his body. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. All right, I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>